You're about to listen to a message from the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill that purpose and live that life that God has originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. tonight with your spirit saturate us with your word and bring us into depths of intimacy by your spirit in the name of Jesus Christ Amen please be seated I just want to teach briefly since it's my first session here just establish a few coordinates and then trust the Lord to take us deeper even tomorrow morning by his grace I want to salute every minister in the house the whole leadership thank you so much God bless you it's an honor to be here with you my friend Pastor Bulus is here with his brethren from the United States thank you so much for coming it's good to see you God bless you hallelujah praise the Lord I just want to share on the topic briefly just um, a form of introduction Stars forever. As our anchor team for the conference, stars forever. And we are looking at this from a broader topic, sons of God. And so I'll just um, begin by establishing a few things this evening. I trust that the Lord will grant us understanding. Daniel chapter 12 verse 3. He said, and they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as stars forever and ever. They that be wise, they shall shine as the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness as stars forever and ever. When the spirit that is immortal begins to alter his oracles you need to understand that the depth from whence he's speaking is deeper than just the cognitive interaction when a spirit makes a statement if you take that statement at face value you will miss the subject matter and so when the spirit alters his voice it's important for us to search through scriptures to find out exactly what borders his heart before making this kind of statement. In this kingdom. God represents many things. And so when God is talking to us. It's important for us to understand. What dimension of him. Is making that statement. Because if you don't understand the dimension of God that is talking. You may take him for granted. And you would miss the point. God is father. In this kingdom. And as a father, 
he is predisposed to interact with us on the strength of his love and benevolence. And so when you meet the father, you will interact with forgiveness. When you meet the father, you will interact with love. And so you ask and you continue asking and he will keep giving to you. But you see, God is not only father. God is also a king. And so when you begin to interact with a king, the context and the emphasis of God will not only be forgiveness. The emphasis of God will not just be what he has to give. Because when you begin to interact with a king, there will be laws. Because what will give you rank in the realm of a king is the degree to which you align to his laws. In this kingdom, God is not just king. He is also a judge. And so when you interact with a father, you may make the mistake of assuming that all there is about God is his benevolence. And so you can afford to do what you want and come to him and ask for forgiveness. And he will forgive you. But when you come into the context of the kingdom, you will not have relevance. Even though he has forgiven you, he will not commit kingdom to you. His fatherhood will necessitate that he forgives you. But his kingship will insist that until you align with the government of his realm, you can't be granted kingdom. So the Bible said in 1 John chapter 2 verse 12, it says, I write unto you children because your sins have been forgiven you. That is a father talking. So no matter what you do, God will forgive you. You fornicated today, you came back, you say, Lord, I'm sorry, he will forgive you. In fact, that is what we do when we go for evangelical campaign. All we want to tell people is that God is father. So it doesn't matter if you were a murderer, come. It doesn't matter if you stole yesterday, come. It doesn't matter if you killed, come. God loves you, he loves everybody, come. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. All of that context is a father talking. But when you come into the kingdom, you will discover that the laws will be changed. Because God is not only interested in saving you. There is a kingdom agenda that he wants to introduce you to, to advance with him. And that kingdom is not for children. So in Galatians chapter 4 verse 1, he said the heir. So long as he's a child, he's not different from a servant. Even though he's the Lord of all. So there is a context where God cannot give to you. Unless you prove yourself. So he will withhold the kingdom and place you under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. So you can come to God for forgiveness of sins. He will continue to forgive you. But you will not be relevant in the kingdom. The reason is because God is not only father. He is also a king. And as a king, the jealousy of God will insist that you must walk in righteousness before you are enthroned. So in this kingdom, there are children. In this kingdom... They are also sons. In this kingdom, they are witnesses. In this kingdom, they are priests. In this kingdom, they are kings. If you remain at the level of a child, you can't be a star. I want to define what a star means. You know, I told us that when a spirit talks, it's important to evaluate the depth from whence that utterance came from. When he says stars forever, it's not for everybody. There is a requirement for you to become a star. Everybody that is in this kingdom, so long as you believe in Jesus and call him Lord, you have eternal life. You become a child of God. And that's beautiful. But before you begin to journey in this kingdom, to enter into different status with God, you have to know the different dimensions of God. It's beautiful to know him as a father. Because as a father, all of us met him. Without the fatherhood of God, you can't come to him. Because if you met the judge, he's a consuming fire. 
If you make the judge, he will lick you up. The fire that comes from his realm will kill you. That one cannot see iniquity. He said, thou, O Lord, out of a purer eyes, your eyes cannot behold iniquity. He said, knowing the terror of God, we command men to repent. So there is a judge dimension of God that kills and make it alive. But when you needed to meet God, you didn't meet the judge. You met the father. And the reason you met the father is because the anger of God had already been poured on Jesus on the cross. So when you strolled into God's family in the crusade ground, you came because Jesus paid the price. If Jesus had not paid the price, when you approached him, he would have swallowed you up because he's a judge. And every time the judge appears, he fights iniquity and he condemns everything that is of sin. But you see, before you came, there was a verdict in the spirit. He said the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And he said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21, he made him that was without sin to become sin for you. So that you will become the righteousness of God. So when you came on the crusade ground, you were walking into the love of God. And the love of God was not free of charge. The love of God was a judgment on Jesus Christ so that you can have forgiveness. So you came into Father. But the problem is God is not only Father. When you came into Father, you had eternal life. When you came into Father, you became an heir. But the problem is when the heir is a child, he can't do kingdom business. So God wants to summon you deeper. And that's why in this conference, we are not talking about those who have eternal life. We are talking about stars. The reason is because we want to speak to men that want to journey beyond the love of God into the judgment of God. Men that can receive the rewards of eternity. Hmm. You know the Christianity that we have in the world today is the Christianity that just comes to use God. So people come to God when they need a job. Father, I need a job. Take. When they need healing, they come to God. I need healing. Take. But when God is looking for men, he can't find them. Hope you know that there are many Nigerians today that cut corners to go to America. Because they, they are looking for the God that just blesses. They don't know the God that sent men even to dangerous zones because he has a need and an agenda. That kind of God, only those who have become stars can work with him. So in 1 Corinthians Acts chapter 15 verse 26 he said Paul and Barnabas he said this be the men that hazarded their lives for the gospel if you are only a child if God say go to Afghanistan you will refuse and if God has only the only children kingdom will not go forward so even though God is happy to have more children God is looking for stars men that understand the burden in the heart of the father and are willing to commit their life to prosecute it when this conference is over you will refuse to be a child <laughs> you will refuse to be a child you will want to journey with God you will want to travel with God in the spirit and find out what is it that is in your heart oh God you will come to the place of prayer and your prayer will no longer be Lord bless me and my children that is beautiful but you will go further you will find out Lord what will you have me do and God will tell you there is a need for the gospel in Zambia can you go there you say Lord whatever you want I will do it's not my will, but thine. Those are the kind of people God is looking for. Because in the last days, children cannot survive. Every time there is a spiritual warfare, children are casualties. He said in Matthew chapter 2 verse 18, he said, Rachel was weeping for her children because they are no more. There was a cry in Ramah. Every time Christians are only children, then the kingdom can't move forward. Even though God loves children, God wants to raise sons. Men that can bear the burden of their king, and they can step out of their comfort zone and find out what is in the heart of God. If we go for evangelical campaign, we'll preach the gospel of salvation. But when we come into the kingdom, 
we want to teach men the things that bring them into maturity. That was why the Bible said, Philip went to Samaria. Acts chapter 8 from verse 5. He preached Christ there. The city was full of joy. When you win them to God, then from verse 12, he began to teach them the matters of the kingdom. Because if you don't teach them, they will be children. There are too many children in the body of Christ. When 2,000 people gather, they are looking for bread. When you see 20,000 people gather, they are looking for healing. So it's a miracle service. But if you say, come, let us pray overnight, there will be five. Because men can't pray. Men cannot intercede for a territory. When you say, come, God wants us to go and win souls, they will check. Is that place safe? They can't go there. Because they are only looking for what will bring them into comfort. They will never be stars. These matters we are talking about are matters of eternity. When you journey out of time and you come to the end of your pilgrimage, who will you be? Don't end your sojourn in life as a child. Because if you end your journey as a child, you have no reward in eternity. It's a journey. So they are children. Who are children? Let me explain quickly. Because there are some who are not even children yet. <laughs> there are some who are not yet children. In John chapter 5 verse 26, it says, whoever believeth in me, that's Jesus speaking. He said he has passed from death to life. Because in this kingdom, on the strength of the sins of Adam, all of us died. In Romans chapter 6 verse 23, he said the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. So a man who has not confessed the immortality of Jesus and has not confessed his lordship is not yet a child. It takes two things to become a child of God. The first is to believe that he died and he rose again from the dead. And the reason is because according to the claims of divine justice, everyone is guilty because we all came from the loins of Adam. And because we all came from the loins of Adam, when Adam sinned, you and I sinned. And so even though you were not physically there, you were guilty. The reason is because the nature of man had been altered. In John chapter 8 verse 44, he said, you are of your father the devil. The lust of your father shall ye do. So everyone that came from Adam was already condemned. In the realm of God, he doesn't have a right to participate in that realm. And so the only way God could remedy that fact is that somebody had to die. But in the context of God, there is something called substitution. So instead of God killing you, the love of God necessitated that he took your punishment. And the only way your punishment could be taken was that God himself became man. And so when God became man and he showed up, he died in your place. So the punishment you were supposed to take, God took it. That is what the cross means. The representation or the significance of the cross is that in the cross you died. In the cross you were judged. In the cross you were condemned. So that God will no longer condemn you. That is why you have forgiveness of sin. Forgiveness of sin. Spirits don't forgive. No spirit can forgive. Every time you hear that a spirit forgave, there was a substitution. Because in the realm of spirit, it's a legalistic realm. Everything you do, you must be recompensed. So the only way God could forgive was that what was just for you, he passed it on Jesus Christ. So when Jesus died, you died. When Jesus was buried, you were buried. When Jesus rose again from the dead, you rose from the dead. So the day you come and you say, I believe, that Jesus is the son of God and that he died for me. In the claims of divine justice, you died. You were buried and you also resurrected. So what you did was that you confessed immortality. On the strength of that confession, immortality by the Holy Spirit is credited into your spirit man. And we call it eternal life. 
Now, the second confession you made was that you said Jesus is now the Lord of your life. So you became the property of God. God now own you. You no longer own yourself. So when you hear people that say, I don't feel like, there is no, there's nothing like I don't feel like anymore. You don't own yourself anymore. So God now has the right to say, wake up by 12 midnight and pray. You may say, I don't feel like, but you don't own yourself anymore. He said, you were bought with a price. You can come to church with your money and God say, I have an agenda. Drop the whole money. You can't say, I don't feel like giving. You are a trust fund. You don't own anything in this kingdom. You have become a steward because he is your Lord. That's what it means to be a child. What it means to be a child is to believe in the Christ that resurrected. And on the strength of that belief, you receive him into your spirit. And also to confess him as the Lord of your life. So in Romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10, it said, with our heart we believe unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now, you will notice something in this equation that you did nothing. You only believe and you confessed. So you didn't do anything. It was Jesus that walked. So everybody that is a child of God was a child of God on the strength of God's benevolence. So you came into the kingdom because God chose to love you. Not because you did anything. And that's why Paul said, God commended his love towards us. That while we were yet children, sinners, he died for us. Are we together? So you became a child of God. Now that you have become a child of God, there is a reward system in the kingdom. God can't give all of us the same reward. Because there are some who will die for the gospel. There are some who will give all they have for the gospel. There are some who will step out of their comfort zone for the gospel. So when we are talking about stars and stars forever, we are talking about men that qualify for the reward. You don't qualify for salvation. You receive salvation as a token of God's love. But every other thing in this kingdom, you will qualify for it. And one of the qualifications is to become a star. Now, when you become a child, you have the right to receive anything God has. So in Romans chapter 8 verse 17, he said, we are children. Therefore, we are heirs of God. And if we are heirs of God, then we are joint heirs with Christ. Now, that's a very beautiful arrangement. That means you don't have any right to be sick, even if you wanted to. <laughs> if the devil attacks you with sickness, you have the right to say, I can't be sick. The reason is because you are an heir of God. And as an heir of God, you have a right to divine health. What it also goes to mean is that you don't have any right to be poor. Because God made him that was poor, that was free to become poor so that you will become rich. So you have the right to live a prosperous life. What it also means is that you don't have any right to fail. You know when God created Adam, Adam had to be taught how to fail. Because the man God creates doesn't know how to fail. He's a God man. So he naturally excels in everything he does. So if it's wisdom you need, when you go to God, you receive wisdom. If it's power you need, you receive power when you receive the Holy Spirit. If it's favor you receive, all you need is just to come and take. The word is to catalambano. Anything you lack, just come and take. He said, whoever lack wisdom should ask of God that give it liberally. Everything is yours. He said, all things are yours. That's the realm of a child. So as a child, all your problems are settled. So if you go to God now and you are asking for things, it's because you don't have understanding. Because everything is already yours. So Jesus said, say to this mountain. He didn't say talk to God. If you have cancer, say to cancer, get out. If there is poverty, say to poverty, get out. If there is defeat, say to defeat, get out. Everything, you now have authority over it. So God decided to settle you first. So that when you come to him, 
you will not go back troubling him with your things. Your things have been handled. That's why before he created Adam, he created Eden. So he put Adam in Eden. Don't come to me and say you need bread. I've supplied it. Everything is already supplied. Anything you don't have now is because you don't know. Because all things are yours. He said, according as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and to godliness through the epignosis, the knowledge of him that has called you to glory. So you can wake up every day of your life and you say the part of the just is as a shiny light. It shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Therefore, I am favored. Therefore, I'm full of glory. I'm full of power. Everything you need, you can call it forth. But it's the realm of child. So the realm of child is glorious. And that glory is rulership in the natural realm. There is something deeper God is calling you to. The breakthrough is a good testimony, but it's a realm of a child. Because when we come to maturity, a car is not a blessing. A car is a tool. When we come to maturity, increased money is not a blessing. It's a tool. God trusts you with more. When we come to maturity, a phone is not a blessing. It's a tool. When we come to maturity, everything we have becomes a tool for advancement of the kingdom. And the, the way you will know is that when God has a need, he can look for me. He can trust me. He said, we need 10 million for a crusade. Take. Because I'm a trust form. You have come to maturity. But when you are still a child, all you have will be yours and you will keep it. God will encourage you. But he will tell you to grow. When you grow, you will discover that there is a kingdom to advance. And so when you come to that level, then God will begin to do business with you. And so I said in 1 John, he said you have what? Received forgiveness. Because children what? Receive forgiveness. But after that, he now said, I write unto you sons. These ones don't receive from God. These ones have come to an understanding that all things are theirs. Everything God has is mine. I'm a co-heir with Christ. And so in 1 John 2 from verse 13, he said, I write unto you sons or young men. He said, because, go to verse 13. I write unto you young men. I write unto you fathers because you have known him from, that is from the beginning. I write unto you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. Are you seeing this now? So God no longer fight demons. You are the one fighting them. God no longer fights evil. You are the one fighting evil. God no longer fights corruption. You are the one fighting corruption. So everything God wants to do, you are his representative on the earth. If you read that scripture further, he talked about young men again. He said, I write unto you young men because the word of the Lord abide in you. You are strong and you have overcome the evil one. So a young man is a laborer in the kingdom. A laborer in the kingdom is not a man that comes to God every morning for bread. A laborer in the kingdom is not a man that comes to God every day and says, God bless me. A laborer in the kingdom, he comes to God and says, thank you, Father. For you have equipped me to be a blessing to my generation. You have equipped me to bring your government to the world. What will you have me do? What will you have me do? The reason is because he is strong. And the reason he is strong is because the word of the Lord abides in him. And he has overcome the evil one. Now, the gospel we taught the generation now is a gospel of God the giver and giver only. And because they thought God is only a giver, they slipped into lasciviousness, unrighteousness, and iniquity. 
So you go to many nations of the world now, people are just living for pleasure. And in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 6, it says, whoever liveth for pleasure is dead while he walketh. So he's no longer in the realm of God. He has no value in the realm of God. So John was admonishing us today. He said, even though we have received from God as children, there is a higher ground. He said, I write unto you, young men, because you are strong. There is something God requires of you to do. So when we begin to talk about the subject of the stars, we are talking about the young men. The young men that God can commit a trust to. And even though it is difficult, they will bring it to pass. Those are the kind of men that the Bible was talking about. And the scripture I began with in Daniel chapter 12 verse 3, it said, they that turn many to righteousness, not they who are born again. They who are born again are children. They are not yet taking responsibility. They are just receiving from God. But they are they who have come to the place of responsibility. And their focus in life is to turn many to righteousness. We have a church in the body of Christ now where you say, let's go out for evangelism. A church of 2,000 we reduce to 10. Because we are not wise. That's why I said, they that be wise, they shall shine like the brightness of the heaven. But what is the, what is the factor that shows that they are wise? The factor that shows that they are wise is not that they want a contract. That is the wisdom of this world. The factor that shows that they are wise is not that they married a, a beautiful wife. The factor that shows that they are wise is not that they dress well. It said the factor that shows that they are wise is that they have come to a point where they have decided to take what is God's agenda to become their agenda. They have decided to take what is God's body to become their body. And one of the cardinal bodies that the writer decided to pick out is that they that turn many to righteousness. They are wise and they shall be like the stars forever. In Proverbs chapter 11 verse 30, it said the tree of the righteous is, it said the righteous is as a tree. Please open it for me. Proverbs 11 30. 30. Proverbs 11 30. It said the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Him that winneth so is wise. So the wisdom he's talking about here is not just that I am smart. I passed my exam. That's beautiful. It's not just that I'm smart. I want a contract. That's beautiful. The wisdom he's talking about here is a wisdom that has an eternal implication. You are doing something on earth that resonates in eternity. So that even when you leave earth, you did not leave. You continue in eternity. Because what you have done has a credit in the world to come. There are many people who are living for themselves. Everything God gives you now will end on earth. Even the people God raised from the dead, they died again. So every time a child receives from God, it will end on earth. But when a man becomes wise and begins to join in the path of a star, what he receives from God, he begins to translate it to advancing God's agenda. And one of the ways to advance God's agenda, he said, they that turn many to righteousness. They that turn many to righteousness. The reason is because we are in an unrighteous world. There is evil everywhere. And people are saying, Lord, come and change the world. When you pray that prayer, God says you are there. That's why I left you there. When you gave your heart to Christ, he didn't take you to heaven because he wanted you to be an extension of that assignment on the face of the earth. So the Bible said in Isaiah 53 verse 8, he said, who shall declare his generation. You are that man. Have you come to that point where you know that that evil person in your office is your assignment? It's not your competitor. It's your assignment. Have you come to a point where you know that that brother or that sister in church 
that is living lasciviously is your assignment. Have you come to a point where you know that everything going wrong in your territory is your assignment? But you see, when you are a child, you will talk against the people. You will gossip them. When you become mature, it will become a burden. He said in Ezekiel chapter 3 verse 18, if I tell a wicked man, you will die. And you do not tell him. I will demand his blood for your hand. Why? Because he left you here to be his vice regent. He left you here to continue his assignment. He left you here to advance his kingdom. So every time you are around and things go wrong, you are at fault. You know, because we are not yet mature, we are blaming everybody. When you become mature, you will take responsibility. The world is in darkness. I am the light of the world. And because I'm the light of the world, I will shine my light. And everywhere I go to, I will bring light. So I will not blame the darkness. I will just shine. He said, the light shineth in the darkness. The darkness comprehended it not. How come you are in that territory and there is darkness? It means your light is not shining. The reason darkness is there is because your light is not shining. And if your light does not shine, you cannot be a star. The way you become a star primarily is to begin to turn many to righteousness. It's not a title for believers. It's a place that responsible Christians enter. There are many people that have left their comfort zone. They traveled many miles to bring the gospel to us. And all we think the gospel is about is how to feed where and to live where. We were not taught correctly. We were not taught correctly. When I read the history of the Bible, many people were slaughtered just to preserve a copy of the Bible. When I heard the stories of the fathers of old and I read church history, many people, their children were massacred. They would tie you to the stake. They will slaughter your wife, slaughter your son, slaughter your children. Just for the Bible to be destroyed. And this man will say no. What did they know? They know something called a star forever. And they know that even their children that were killed, they didn't die. They only translated to glory. But you see, because we don't understand the mortal things, we are pursuing the things that gratify us now. It's a day that turn many to righteousness. I want to show you in the next 30 minutes what it takes to turn men to righteousness. And then you will know why you are a star. It takes a lot of labor to turn men to righteousness. You will come to a point where sometimes your life will be threatened. That is Christianity. And if we don't uphold this kind of Christianity very soon, we will become like the Western world. Where people are, they are trying to understand, they are, they are being creative on how to learn iniquity. They are no longer satisfied. They say no. Immorality is not the thing now. Let, let, let's start gay. So when you go to these countries now, nobody's even talking about uh, immorality. It's a normal thing. What do you mean? Uh, I felt like having intimacy. I, I did it. What is wrong? They are not talking immorality. Now they are talking gay. They are arguing that a man and a man should marry. So if you come to that kind of world and you see somebody, you say somebody fornicated, they will say, what does he mean? What is fornication? We don't know it. We, we are talking gay. And then when you speak against it, they say you are intolerant. And they arrest you. A society that is collapsing in morality because they didn't teach the gospel of the kingdom. You come and tell people in church from January to December that God blessed them. No, there's something wrong. They have to become weapons in the hand of God. The guy who is in government should know that it's not just there because God wants him to be a governor. He is God's battle axe. 
The guy who is in the market should know that he's not in the market just because he has business intelligence. He's got battle axe in the market. So you won't need the evangelist in church to go to the market. The Christian that is in the market has become God's evangelist in the market. You don't need an apostle to go to the senate house to preach. The Christian senator that is there is an apostle in the political corridor. But if he thinks that it's all about what God gives, he will never be a star. And when he leaves this world, his life will end with him. But there are many that because of the prices they paid to advancing the kingdom of God, the world will not end until their names are mentioned. He said, time will fail me to speak of Gideon, to speak of Barak, to speak of Jephthah, to speak of Samuel, of David and the prophet, who through faith subdued kingdoms. Not people who were born again. Who through faith subdued kingdoms. They obtained righteousness. They wrought righteousness. They, they, put, they quenched the violence of fire. They put to flight the armies of the alien. He said, men, some of them were sown asunder. He said, in the face of deliverance, they rejected it, that they will have a better resurrection. What kind of gospel did they hear? What were they taught? That they had so much conviction that even when they were to be slaughtered, they didn't say no. We understood from church history that when Peter was to be crucified, he said, he didn't say, please help me. He said, no, I'm not worthy to be crucified upwards like my Lord Jesus. He said, when you crucify me, turn me upside down. Because even their death was a witness. Even their death was a testimony that Jesus is Lord. But we have a generation where people can change their mind because of $1,000. We have a generation where people can change their mind because of a contract. We have a generation where people can change their mind because they want to pass an exam. An exam they can read to pass. They prefer to cut corners to pass. Then we can never be stars. We may be church members, but we will never be stars. Because it takes kingdom service to become a star. A star is not a gift. A star is a reward. A reward of stewardship in the kingdom so dogged that many times it challenges even your existence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Alleluia Alleluia You see the Holy Ghost is touching somebody There is a fire that is coming on somebody's chest Because God wants to recruit you God wants to take you out of your context And send you out So that you can fill the gap In the nations of the world There is a fire that is coming upon one of you this person will begin to cry because the hand of God will become heavy upon you. The hand of Jehovah will become heavy upon you. Alleluia. 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 Alleluia, 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 
Jesus left 500 men and from the very day of Pentecost they affected 3,000 people and from 3,000 they went to 5,000 and in Acts 13 44 he said they took the whole city how come we we are 10,000 but the city doesn't know we are there all our joy and gyration is in the auditorium we are celebrating but the city is in darkness the government is in darkness the market is in darkness meanwhile all of us go to the market every day all of us are in the government we are in the academia how come they have not sensed the vibration it means there is no witness in our spirit we are just religious men that know how to carry out the routine and the cliche because when we go to the market we don't look like jesus we don't resemble him paul and barnabas entered the city they said this be the man that turned their words upside down but we have a generation where all we carry are titles you are apostle you are bishop you are prophet yet you are in a territory and they can't feel the impact not paul if Paul entire your city the bible said Paul sat down and he saw a statue to the unknown god it became a channel and for two and a half years he said he was debating with them in Ephesus until he raised some disciple a point came he entered the city because of the vibration that Paul caused they stoned him to death he said the disciples stood around him and he got up when Paul stood up Paul didn't say let's go to the hospital let's go to the next city because necessity is laid upon me necessity is laid upon me there was something this man had necessity is laid upon me what did this man carry what was the dimension of god that was in their spirit which holy spirit did they receive how come we have received the holy ghost and we are cold it's because we have not known that there is an agenda there is an agenda and there is urgency in the spirit you are not a singer you are a witness you witness through singing and if all your singing is in church you are not anointed don't deceive yourself you are just interacting with religious men because when an anointed man show up even in the market he will change things you are not an apostle you are a witness ministering the kingdom if all your message is in the church then you are not anointed because when the true apostles rose they didn't preach only in churches they preached in the market square they preach in schools they preach in government and they turn men to jesus in acts chapter 13 the bible said paul was ministering to the proconsul and he was about to win him and but jesus came and wanted to turn his mind and paul said the hand of god is upon you you will be blind for a season that's the god that judges only sons know that god your hand you will be blind for a season and suddenly the man went blind they carried so much of god's government that was why they were apostles they were not apostles by titles they were apostles because anywhere they showed up they brought the government of god it's either you repent or you back out they didn't come to entice men they said when i came unto you i did not come with excellency of speech declaring unto you the counsel of god i choose to know nothing among you save christ and him crucified i was with you in fear and in trembling but i knew nothing i only preached christ so that your wisdom will not stand in the wisdom of men your faith will not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. He was setting men on fire. He was breaking men from the chains of darkness. How come you have been in one class for four years, yet nobody feels your vibration? And then you run around and you say you are a Christian. You don't know what Christianity is. He said, these ones, they look like Jesus. They afflicted their world with righteousness. They afflicted their world with fire that their world cannot change. That's why the world definitely changed, rather. That's why he said, he maketh his angels spirits, but his ministers they are flames of fire we are not english speakers we are not orators we are not motivational speakers we are men that afflict our world with fire 
because there is a darkness that we must expel if you cannot preach the gospel you have no right talking what are you talking about what are you talking about you speak english and you are excited no your mouth was given to you for something more eternal it was to change your world and to cause your world to align with the government of god that's why you came it takes a price to become a star in the kingdom and the first prize is that you must turn many to righteousness. It doesn't matter if you are a banker. It doesn't matter if you are a politician. He wasn't talking to pastors. He was talking to every believer. He said, go into all the world. Matthew 28 verse 18. Go into all the world and disciple all nations. He was talking to everybody that believed. In Mark 16 from verse 15. He said, they that believe. He said, go out there baptize men baptize men if you are a believer you must change men to righteousness because when the day of judgment come they won't reward you because you are born again they will reward you because you turn many to righteousness don't go back and say let the evangelists go forward we are all going to evangelize because it is the requirement to become a star the bible said women and these were widows they said they received their dead back to life in the generation of the apostles it wasn't apostles only that raised men back to life. Even widows were raising men back to life because they were all witnesses of the life. The church of the last day is a warrior church. It's not a few people giving money while others are praying and others are evangelizing. All of us give. All of us pray. All of us evangelize. The stars of God. He said they turn men into righteousness. Let me tell you what it takes to turn men to righteousness. Number one is prayer. It doesn't begin with preaching. Number one is prayer. And that's why in this kingdom, we are all priests. He said in Exodus 19 verse 4, it says, see how by a mighty hand, I delivered you from Egypt. I took you on eagle's wings. If you will hear my voice and hearken to my covenant, he said, then, I will make you a kingdom of priests. So everyone in God's kingdom is a priest. There is no such thing as some are intercessors. All of us are intercessors. Because the assignment we are saddled with, if you don't pray, you can't do it. It takes prayer to be empowered to carry out this assignment. And so when you find people who are not joining to become stars, one of the things they will never do is pray. They can dance from morning to night, which is beautiful. But when you say pray, they can't pray. Because they have not known that stars are actually priests primarily. They have a business of prayer and servicing the altar. That is where salvation comes from. He said, let the priest pray between the altar and the pouches. So that the people will not say, where is their God? When men stop praying, God stop walking. In 1 Peter 2, 9, he said, yeah, I choosing generation. A royal priesthood. God's own special people. In Revelation 1.6. He said unto him that washed us. And made us kings and priests. And the reason is because. It is only in prayer. That we can contend with the princes of darkness. That puts a generation in sin. 
If we don't pray, we can't fight in the spirit. In 2 Corinthians 4 verse 3, he says, if our gospel be healed, it is it to them that are lost, whom the God of this world have blinded their heart. People are not fornicating because they want to. There is a territorial influence created by a territorial prince that puts them in captivity. So before you preach to them, you must engage those princes in the spirit. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. It was on the strength of that engagement that he sent them. Daniel said, I, Daniel, understood by books that the captivity of Israel should be 70 years. But he went on his knees. He said, for 21 days, I ate no pleasant bread. And as he was praying, the man, Gabriel, showed up. And he said, I was given ability to fly swiftly. To come to let you know. He said, what is happening in Babylon is a function of the prince of Persia. It was the prince of Persia that had them in captivity. It wasn't about Nebuchadnezzar. There is a dark prince in the spirit that have kept this nation in darkness. In Exodus chapter 12 verse 12, when God came to deliver Egypt, he said, I will judge the gods of Egypt. The reason we pray is because if we don't pray, we cannot take the advantage in the spirit. We can't have it on ground. So when a generation want to join in the path of being a star, they make prayer their lifestyle. They don't just pray when people come to church for prayer meeting. They pray for nations. They pray for territories. They pray for souls. In Colossians chapter 4 verse 12, he said, Epaphras is one of you. A born servant of Christ. Laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. He took the prayer of Epaphras beyond the doctrine of the apostle for the church to stand perfect. How many souls do you pray for? How many territories do you pray for? You can't be a star. You may be saved and go to heaven. But when God begins to ordain stars, don't think you'll be there. Because those who are stars, they labored in prayer. The Bible said Jesus, he went on the mountain. Matthew 2, 17 verse 2. As he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered. His raiment began to blister. And he said they appeared unto him, Moses and Elias. And they told him what he must do in Jerusalem. In Gethsemane, the Bible said Jesus prevailed. Until his sweat became like blood. What was he traveling for? For the souls of the nations. You must bet those souls in prayer. He said, ask of me. I will give you the nations for a possession. And the hidden for an inheritance. Until we pray, we can't take the nation. People will not stop fornicating because you spoke good English. People will not stop fornicating because you spoke reasonable English. There is a power that had them in captivity. And until your altar comes alive, you have no gospel for your generation. This is why he called them stars. Because while others are living for pleasure, they stayed on their altar. You can go on holiday, but me and we go to the altar. You can go on vacation, but I will go to the altar. Because when I go on vacation, I'm going to have fun. When I go to the altar, I'm going to receive eternal inheritance. Is there a right one to you, strong man? Young man, because you are strong. What is your strength? When you want to check your strength, don't go to the Olympics. Come to the altar. Let's find out how long can you tarry. What is your capacity on the altar? How long can you tarry? If we pray for America, how many hours can you go? If we pray for Ghana, how many hours can you go? What is the burden you can carry? 
They are men that carry bodies. They are like camels. They can pray for days. Malekeske, Baragata, Dodoskada, Badegatuda, Ragiato, Tedash, Maladea, Toa, Maladea, Toa, Maladea, Uleke, Ezone Kavata, Abariado, Devenir. Malekados, a praying church we emerge. A church that knows the burdens of Abba. The church that can carry that which is in the heart of God and transact with it on the altar. It's not a gift. The Holy Ghost is ministering to someone. Malelesh, Eliata, Berokade. I set your altars on fire. I set your altars on fire. I set your altars. He said the fire on the altar must not be put out. The priest must put wood on it every morning. Receive capacity. There's no soul winning without intercession. You can't change men to righteousness until you bet them in prayer. He said, my little children of whom I travail again in prayer until Christ be formed in you. He said, as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. How many children can you bet in the spirit? What is your capacity in the spirit? What is your capacity? They are men that better nation. He said to Abraham, get out of thy country. Get out of thy kindred. Get out of thy father's house. And come to the land that I will give you. And from the loins of Abraham, a nation called Israel came out. What nations can you bet on the altar? What is your capacity? Bareke, Eveyana Kula, Shade Kamadi. They that be wise, they shall shine like the stars forever. And they that turn many to righteousness, they shall be stars forever. I will not leave this world until I become a star in the spirit. So you reign. You ancient Zion's king, Kadosh, Kadosh. You are mighty on your throne. Hey, Rekagash. You want to pray in the Holy Ghost? Abelavenatai, Arikabasha, Elajo, Barakiranai, Isozozozozozo, Rakibata. Pastor Victor, get the mic. Let's blow this place open. Matemos. You want to pray? Let the chambers of your spirit open. Mate, Libertalia, Satatadona, Tabayaria Tosala. Mariate, Capacada Sulamande, Roata, Azene Tevaloi, Galas. 
sipekate elubuko seke baratia ikapo atenia to sezeniata abarakadi sezeburania yopoko zake dedo ikapo yerakapayero ito In the name of Jesus. Amen. Paul said this is an evil age. Because this age will bring deception. It will make you feel that the job is for somebody else. It will make you feel you have to concentrate on the affairs of this life. It will make you feel you are too big to go to the streets and win souls. It's not necessarily about the souls. Is God giving you an opportunity to become great with him? Because when you leave this realm, there are things that travel with you. There are things that are immortal. There are things that are eternal. When you find your altars dead, it means your life is already dying. You may not know it. But when you look from the annals of eternity, you will discover that the things that count, they are not the things that men clap for. They are not the things men clap for. Don't be an uncle or a father or a mother in the natural and you are not a mother in the spirit. It's a deception. You have no right to have a biological child when you don't have spiritual children. It means your natural life is ahead of your spiritual life. You should have spiritual children before you begin to give birth to natural children because you have bettered them. My little children of whom I travel again in prayer until Christ is formed in you. That's where turning men to righteousness begins from. That's where it begins from. You don't need to be educated. You don't need a master's degree to win souls. If you can deal with the spirit that keeps people in captivity, if you tell them Jesus loves you, they will repent. It's not bogus English that wins souls. It's not theological exegesis that wins souls. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. It says, tarry in Jerusalem. Luke 24, 49. Until you are endued with power. Acts 1, 8. Not many days from now. Thou shalt receive the Holy Ghost and power. If the power comes. Even if you just told people, sin is evil, they will repent. Jesus loves you, they will repent. God is good, they will repent. Because the power have addressed the force. You are mighty on your throne. 
Break forth. Oh, fountains of the deep. Cry out. God, you are mighty on Channels of my spirit, open up. Open up Let it call unto the Open up Channels of my spirit Channels of my spirit Open up Some of you with bad nations Some of you with bad nations In the place of prayer The Lord is anointing three people now for soul winning. The, the mantle, the fire, the flames of an evangelist. Ushers, you will bring these people here. I want to touch them. There's an anointing for evangelism, for soul winning. You will have the burden for souls and the power to bring them to the kingdom. Holy Spirit, please just be sensitive now. Three of them, three people receiving that impartation. Touch! Ushers, bring them here. Holy Ghost! Man with flames, help this brother. Help him. Help him. We are the ushers. Quickly. Holy Ghost. Find them. Find them. Find them. Mantles of fire. Mantles of fire. Help her. Mantles of fire. Mantles of fire. Mantles of fire. Emolade, 
for healing. You will not just go out and preach. It will be power evangelism. You will cast out devils. You will command sicknesses and they will be healed. Father, please, if you can, just stop praying. Just stop praying. Just stay calm. Just stop praying. You don't need to agitate yourself. The hand of God will touch that person. It will come as a weight of glory upon you. You can't even hold yourself. That, that unction that falls upon you will throw you down. Father, from the left to the right, from the front to the back, that one that you are giving the ability to address sickness, from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet, ushers, you will help me do a quick walk. I still have just like 15 minutes. Now, touch! So river flow, river flow. Let it and river flow in your church once again. Let it and it is river flow, river flow. Let it and river flow in your church once again. Let it and it is river flow. Let it down, oh, river flow. Let it down, oh, river flow. Your church Spirit, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Can you just pray in the spirit for a moment? In your church, once again, let eternity. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The hand of God is coming upon someone. I'm seeing a door that was shut before you opening up. Because God is about to bless you now. God wants to bless you so that you can be a blessing to the kingdom. I'm seeing doors open. In the name of the Lord Jesus, step into those doors. In your church, once again. Elohim Adonai Elohim Elohim Adonai Elohim Elohim Adonai Elohim Adonai 
name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There's somebody on this road. Listen. Towards the back there. You have a heart condition. There's a challenge with your chest. Like a heavy pain that causes heart palpitation and heart bones. Somewhere there. The Lord just healed that person. If you are there, just wave at me. Don't worry. You don't need to. There's somebody there. You have a heart, a heart condition. Can you wave? Let me see the person. Mama, you are the one. Come. You have been healed. Elohim Adonai. with your tummy. There's this excruciating pain that have troubled you for years. Somewhere around here. The Lord just healed you. Come quickly. Quickly. I cause that affliction. Stretch your hands towards me. In the name of Jesus the risen Christ. I command that affliction to cease from today. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Touch. Let that affliction roll away. Thank you, Father. Ah. Somebody has something like a fracture on your leg. It's like you stepped on something or something. There's, there's a very serious pain that makes it difficult for mobility. Your leg. Maybe something hit you before or something around this place. I just heard that somebody has been healed of a bone issue. I don't know if it's a growth under that leg, but under your, your leg. Is there anybody like that? Quickly. Quickly. Please come. Quickly. Let me pray with you. I'm trying to manage time. So river flow, river flow. Let it all go, river flow. In your church once again. Let Five more minutes. Number two, please sit down. When you have prayed, then you must go out and preach the gospel. That's why I told you it doesn't cost you anything to receive eternal life. It doesn't cost you anything to receive Jesus. All you need to do is believe and confess. But for you to become a star in this kingdom, you will pay prices. In Mark chapter 16 verse 20, the Bible said, they went out. If you don't pay the price to go out, you will go on the street, you will go on the crusade ground, you will go from nation to nation, from territory to territory. 
I'm talking about the price you pay to become a star in this kingdom. It's not just I'm born again, I'm a star of God. No. He said, they that turn many to righteousness. These are the prizes. He said, and they went forth. How many of us have gone forth and preached everywhere? How many of us have gone everywhere? This is what makes men stars in this kingdom. And he said, the Lord walking with them, confirming the word with signs and with wonders. So you must go out. Every star in this kingdom drop their reputation, drop their integrity, drop their glory and they went to the street because God is interested in souls. In Romans chapter 8 from verse 32, it says, if he did not withhold his only son but gave him freely for us, how shall he not with him give us all things? If God is giving his only son because of his soul, then you should know that it means everything to God. In John 3 16, it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. So Jesus said, I am come to seek and to save the lost sheep of Israel. There is a seeking that is currently going on. Men who will become star are wise men. And men who are wise, they seek souls. From this conference, no week will pass without you winning a soul to the kingdom. If you need to go to the market, if you need to talk to your colleagues in the office, if you need to go to the street, if you need to go to the crusade ground, you will become a soul winner. Because you know that's what makes a star in this kingdom. Please, I'm not just talking about preaching in the conference like this. Here we equip men. The real work is in the mission field. That's where you'll meet the rebels. That's where you meet the fornicators, the killers, the barbarians that don't care about God. That's where you put your life in jeopardy. I'm not talking about wearing a clean suit and a tie. And talking to people about the word of God with Queen's English. It's beautiful. But there is an assignment. He said he gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers. For the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry. The work of the ministry is not primarily for the fivefold. It's not the evangelist that wins souls. It's not the apostle that wins souls. The apostle, the evangelist, the prophet, the pastors and the teachers. Equips the believer. It is the believer that does the work of the ministry. So quit this mentality of sitting down and say Daniel Colenda is coming. Quit this mentality of sitting down and say Dr. Paul Nature is coming. You are the one to win souls. And that's why I said they went forth. They went forth. From this conference, you will go forth. From this conference, you will not wait for somebody else to win souls and bring them to church. You will not need pastor to tell you that come to church next Sunday with someone. You will make it your responsibility that I will not come for service until I bring a soul to church. When you come to church and seats are empty, it should break your heart. Because the men who are not sitting on these seats, they are sitting in clubs. They are sitting in beer palace. And you will not come here until you find one of them and bring them here. If you need to spend your money to do it, you will do it. If you need to give your resources to do it, you will do it. Because it's called the labor of the kingdom. You will not understand meekness, patience, and long-suffering until you start winning souls. Sometimes you will stay with one soul for three months. And then you are talking to the person about Jesus and he doesn't care. You will build patience. True kingdom patience. You will build it when you start winning souls. You don't understand meekness until you begin to win souls for Jesus. You can come to church and talk to people the way you want. You can talk to your brothers and sisters the way you want. Not when you meet a drunk. 
Not when you meet a fornicator. You will understand that it takes meekness to truly approach these people and speak to them about the kingdom. Most times, the reason we don't allow God to have his way in our lives is because we are not deployed in so winning. You want to be a kingdom star. So winning will become your preoccupation. And this kingdom will not be over until you become an ardent soul winner. Number three, you must preach Christ and him crucified. When you want to do the work of an evangelist, you don't preach about Moses. There's so much lesson you will learn from the life of Moses. You don't preach Enoch. You don't preach Paul. Moses is not the gospel. Enoch is not the gospel. In a discipleship class, we can draw lessons and principles from their work with God. But when you go to the streets to win souls, Paul said we preach Christ and him crucified. The message is Jesus. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, from verse 3 to verse 4, he summarized the message into three. He said, we preach Christ crucified, died and resurrected. That is the threefold message. It looks simple, but that is where the excellency of God's power is. You can come to people and tell them, Jesus is the son of God. He died for your sins. He was rose from the dead for your justification. It doesn't make sense, but wait until the Holy Ghost come upon it. Wait until the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit alights upon it. That's when you will see a drunk. Suddenly he hears it. And what he's seeing or what he's hearing is not Jesus died for you. He is beginning to wonder. You mean me that think I'm useless. God is mindful of me to send his son to die for me. What manner of love is this? You are preaching Jesus died. He is hearing the love of God. Because the Holy Spirit is the master soul winner. He is the convictor of sin. He said he will convict the world of sin. So when we go out, all we need to do is to talk about Jesus. And when you talk about Jesus, you will be blown. What God will do with that simple message. In Acts chapter 8 from verse 5 to 4. You will see what the apostles did. He said, Philip went to Samaria. Philip knows a lot of things. But he didn't talk about the many things he knew. He said he preached Christ there. He preached Christ there. And the city was full of joy. In Acts chapter 4 verse 12. Peter said, there is no salvation in any other. Except in the name of Jesus Christ. But you cannot preach Jesus until you know him. You can't preach Jesus until you know him. That's why in 2 Timothy chapter 2 from verse 15, it says, study to show yourself approved. A workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. For you to become a star, one of the things you will do is to labor in soul winning. And soul winning begins with what? Prayer. You will pay the price in prayer. You will pay the price to leave your comfort zone and to step out. And then you will also pay the price to understand the message of the gospel, the simple message of the gospel, which is Christ, the Son of God, crucified for your sins, died for your sins, rose from the dead for your justification. And you will have the fortitude to preach it to the sinner without any fear of contradiction. If you don't pay this price, you can never be a star in this kingdom. It takes prizes to become a star. God the Father can give you what to eat and drink. But for you to become a star, it is not God the Father that you will relate with. You will deal with God the King and God the Judge. God the King will ensure that you pay the price that you need to pay. And God the Judge will not forget your labor of, of love. 
He will make sure he recompenses you. This evening I pray for you that hunger and burden for souls in the kingdom will rest upon you. You will not just come to God for what God has to give or have to give. Like Paul, from today you will say, Lord, what will you have me do? I know that faith that receives from you gives me a good life on earth. But I also want to have a place in eternity. Therefore, Lord, what will you have me do? And today you receive the grace to be a master soul winner. Today you receive a burden for the lost. From today you will not be excited that people are falling. But every time someone falls, it will become the reason why you will lose your sleep and go to the altar of prayer. In the name of the Lord Jesus, receive the grace to win souls. Oh, the mountains quaked. Oh, the oceans roared. Oh, the mountains quaked. Oh, 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 the oceans roared. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift up your heads, O ancient doors. That the King of Glory leads His army. Lift up your heads, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift up your heads, O ancient doors. That the King of Glory leads His army. Oh, the mountains quake. Oh, the oceans roar. Oh, the mountains quake. Oh, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Oh, ye gates, lift up your heads, O oh, ancient doors, that the King of Glory leads his heart. Lift up your heads, lift up your heads, O oh, ancient doors, that the King of Glory leads his heart. Listen, as you step out after this conference, you will not be that feeble person that is afraid anymore. You move as an army of God. And everywhere you go, the gates open to you. The doors open to you to advance the government of your kingdom. Receive power and receive grace to preach the gospel. Receive power, receive grace to preach the gospel in the name of Jesus. Give the Lord a big shout! You have been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you have been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center off Bannock's Guarampa Expressway near Next Cash and Carry Abuja. 9 a.m. Sunday and 6 p.m. Wednesday. Call us on 070 
315-588-404. You can also find us online on our website, www.thefatherschurchonline.org. Facebook, facebook.com slash thefatherschurch. Our Twitter handle, at tfatherschurch. Also on Instagram, the Father Church. God bless you.